Good morning, and welcome to First Seminary Chapel of the Year. Uh, I'm Perry Blosser, and I'm, I'm going to be leading music a lot of the time. Um, let's stand together and start off with a new one from the Voices Together hymnal number 32. It's very simple, um, and I'll sing through it one time. God welcomes all, strangers and friends. God's love is strong and it never ends together. God welcomes all, strangers and friends. God's love is strong and it never ends again. God welcomes all, strangers and friends. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let's try that again. This is how we will open many of our worship services here in this chapel, in this space. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Courtney Joyner, and I am the seminary chapel minister. I want to welcome you to this day to this new academic year, to this space, whether you are here in person or virtually, and welcome you to this time of worship. Just a couple of housekeeping issues. If you are here and wish to receive undergraduate convocation points, you can sign in on your way out if you did not do that on your way in. Um, we may have uh, scanning of badges either today or uh, later on in the semester for that. And also to remind you of our COVID protocols, we give thanks to God for the ability to gather. Part of that ability comes from our common commitment to wearing our masks indoors, unless you are up here and leading, in which case you can take that off for reading or preaching or other leadership roles. I also want to extend thanks to Perry and to Caleb Schrockhurst for joining us again this year for musical leadership. Now let us find in our bulletins the collect, and we will read this together. 
O God, through the years you have inspired those whom you have called, your prophets, sages, teachers, and pastors, giving them all that they need to accomplish their tasks. Grant to us now a spirit of eager anticipation, yearning for truth, and passion for growth, that we may enter this academic year with single-hearted pursuit of understanding. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I want to introduce for some of you who are new to the seminary and reintroduce for those of us who know her well, Dr. Sue Cockley. Sue is our dean of the seminary, as the seminary is part of the School for Theology, Humanities, and the Performing Arts. Sue has a long history of success and excellence in adult education. Beginning in 1977, she has held roles working in the Virginia State Department of Education before coming to EMU in 1996. And since arriving at EMU, Sue has held various teaching and administrative roles. And she has led us faithfully through the strange past year and a half, and we give you thanks for that, Sue. Uh, she lives in Harrisonburg with her husband, where they attend the Community Mennonite Church. They have two adult daughters, two sons-in-law, and two granddaughters. And so, Sue, we welcome you to the podium. Thank you, Courtney. It's great to see and greet our returning students, faculty, and staff. And I want to extend a warm welcome to new students and staff. Um, Deb Pardini, Steve's other half, is going to be joining us. She's accepted a position as our administrative assistant in the uh, seminary, and we're very happy that she has. She'll be a friendly face at the reception desk just inside the main doors. She starts next week, so if you uh, stop by and say hi, that would be great. Welcome her to the, to the seminary. I'd also like to welcome Dr. Fred Niss, our provost, who's joining us today, and other assorted dignitaries here. <laughs> and I, I really want to welcome new students to our community. Um, I, had a, um, I had a little blurb here about our COVID precautions that Courtney has shared already, but let me just say that we wear a mask not to protect ourselves, but to protect others around us. And I think it's a, 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 a beautiful thing for us all to be doing to show that we care about each other. And I'm glad that there'll be many ways, that there will be many ways that we can do this as we build together our seminary community this year. The beginning of a new academic year is always a combination of excitement and trepidation. And in that aspect, at least, this year is totally normal. Theological education at its best is a delicate interplay, a dance between challenge and growth, intellectual, professional, intercultural, relational, personal, and spiritual. It's exciting, very exciting, to be entering a new phase of this journey together. Now I'd like to get this year off to a good start and enter into worship together. 
I'll be reading our scripture, which is Proverbs 2, 1 to 10. The value of wisdom. My child, if you accept my words and treasure up my commandments within you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. If you indeed cry out for, in, for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like, like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk blamelessly, guarding the paths of justice and preserving the way of his faithful ones. Then if you will understand righteousness and justice, then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Let's stand again and sing number 716, God of grace and God of glory. Number 716.
It is also my pleasure this morning to introduce Reverend Dr. Sarah Bixler. We celebrate with her her recent graduation from the PhD program at Princeton Theological Seminary. She has joined us not only as teaching faculty in formation and practical theology, but also as our new associate dean of the seminary. She has an extensive resume serving the church and serving in educational institutions, including Eastern Mennonite Middle School and with the Virginia Mennonite Conference and Mennonite Church USA. She and her spouse, Benjamin, live in, newly live in Linville, Virginia, at the Lincoln Homestead that they have been working hard to restore, and they reside there with their three school-age children. So please join me in welcoming Sarah Bixler. Good morning, Easter Mennonite Seminary community. What a year. We don't know what this will bring, but I'm so joyful to be here with you today. And to all those who are gathering on Zoom, we welcome you to this new academic year. I've been pondering this simple rhyme for a while now. Jack, be nimble. Jack, be quick. Jack, jump over the candlestick. I looked it up. It's attributed to Mother Goose. Literary historians point to multiple origins for this nursery rhyme. It at least seems to be connected to an English game of jumping over candlesticks around the turn of the 19th century. Players of this game would say that whoever could clear the candlestick without putting the flame out would have good luck come to them. Now, I thought for a while about trying this here in our chapel this morning. I even thought about some of those dignitaries that Sue mentioned, or maybe some faculty or staff trying this out, but then I thought that probably goes against our fire code. So I, you can just enjoy the imaginative thought. Maybe some later point we can find a safe way to do that. But I've thought about this rhyme for a couple of years as a metaphor for life in the world, the life of faith. In 2018, I wrote an article that was published in the Mennonite, which is the denominational magazine that precedes Anabaptist world. And that article I titled, Church Be Nimble. Today, the title of my message is Seminary Be Nimble. And I'll reflect with you on this and a second metaphor that comes from this photo that I took a couple of years ago of a stately brick church along Highway 31 in northern New Jersey. When I passed it, I stopped and turned around because it looked really fascinating to me. These arched windows and towers on this church stand tall as testaments to the height of American Christendom. I noticed something, though, that is out of place on this church building. I got out of the car to take the picture and to look more closely at what those words in white letters say. Canopy erectors. It's a business. This church building has been turned into the headquarters of a canopy business. And I think this says something about being nimble 
and not being nimble. I suspect that this bygone era church building was probably financed by wealthy parishioners. It's located about 50 miles west of New York City. But now, no one walks up those stone front steps anymore. They're about 12 inches from the highway, a busy state road. Throughout North America, church buildings like this one are becoming obsolete and hard to take care of. In this particular case, a business that erects canopies is more viable than the large brick church and the congregation that may have once built it. We've all heard that the traditional Christian church is in decline. Formerly accustomed to power and high esteem in the public eye, mainline Protestant congregations in particular are no longer a primary place for social activity or political influence in American communities. Christianity's monopoly over civil policy and public systems is evaporating. Congregational stability is threatened as people move more frequently in and out of communities for employment, relocation, and just church shopping, religious consumerism. Amid all of this disruption, what difference might theological education at Eastern Mennonite Seminary possibly make? At EMS, our stated mission is to prepare servants of Christ to minister together locally and globally. In response to God's gracious call, we invite students to embody and bear witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ in the power of God's spirit as, say it with me if you know the four guiding principles, wise interpreters, mature practitioners, discerning communicators, and transformational leaders. As a seminary situated within EMU and as a ministry training hub of Mennonite Church USA, we welcome all students who desire to study scriptures, practices, and theology of the Christian tradition informed by our Anabaptist heritage. But if the Christian tradition is in decline, where does that leave our seminary? Theological study, I believe, has little significance if we cannot be like Jack and be nimble. Or to state it in terms of my other metaphor, to truly make a difference in our contexts today, I believe that we as a seminary community must erect more canopies and fewer brick structures for theological education in service of Christ's church in the world. A canopy is a solution to a need that an architect did not foresee. It's usually put up as an afterthought or an add-on. It allows buildings to serve new purposes or creates temporary spaces for people to gather and find shelter. One of the first church planters, the Apostle Paul, was like a canopy erector. He did not envision church buildings, per se, that were made of brick or stone, but he equated the church to the living body of Jesus Christ. 
These early faith communities were more like canopies than cathedrals. They had to be nimble as they took shape where the spirit blew as it pleased. In the first chapters of Acts, Peter, John, and Philip respond nimbly to unpredictable manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Subversive new communities of believers that emerged and the conversion of Gentiles as equals in the community of faith. They reinterpret a faith tradition in light of the living gospel of Jesus Christ and their rapidly changing contexts. They set a distinctive feature of Christianity in motion, its cultural translatability. As we gather as a seminary community for another year of studying the scriptures, practices, and theology during a pandemic season, we are invited to be nimble. We've had the opportunity to erect canopies for theological education. Our institution, our BRICS building, has not disappeared. We're gathering here today, but we've added a canopy. Many of you are joining this service today via Zoom. This is a canopy we've erected to gather a wider array of persons as part of our growing learning community. In this academic year, new canopies will extend near and far into North Carolina, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Nebraska, Louisiana, and Ethiopia. We welcome new students from these regions as part of a seminary community that is learning to be nimble, learning to be more expansive as we envision together how to bring Anabaptist theological education to those who may not have been able to access it before. In the past 18 months, EMU and EMS have erected many canopies. Some of them are literal. Last year, EMU put tents up around campus, and one was even added to the reservation system, like another, build, like another classroom on campus to reserve for meeting rooms. Our seminary has had to be nimble, not relying just on this brick building erected in 1992, but finding ways to put up shelters wherever you are as places of hospitality for learning and growth. We've created virtual canopies on Zoom and in other online spaces so we can be a learning community. One of my favorite parts of teaching in these past months has been getting to know my students and colleagues in their own homes and other spaces where I never usually see them. I have virtually met cats, dogs, babies, and teenagers who are present in our spaces of learning. We're together erecting new canopies that traverse the traditional boundaries of home, work, and school. What a fitting space for theological education. Seminary, be nimble. In her book called The Agile Mind, Wilma Katz-Stahl explores mental processes and environmental conditions that give rise to agile thinking. This is part of what I have in mind when I use the word nimble. Katz-Stahl writes that this kind of thinking, quote, involves ways of representing and processing information and knowledge that is flexibly, creatively, 
and adaptively attuned to changing circumstances and goals. So according to Katzstahl, I think nimbleness requires the kind of attention to changing circumstances that is open and not rigid. We do not come to our environment with a prescribed or predisposed assessment of it. As wise interpreters, we are attentive to wisdom, as the passage in Proverbs said. We may find that some of our goals in ministry start to shift a bit as we discern how and with whom Christ calls us to journey. Nimble processing of information and response require an open attentiveness to those around us and to what is within us. The kind of attention that suspends judgment as we prioritize listening, empathy, and compassion. When a worldwide medical pandemic disrupts our lives and has taken the breath of some dear to us, some of us will turn toward protecting ourselves from the heat of the flame, so to speak, with the candlestick metaphor, not trying to jump closer to it. We recognize how demonstrations and demands for racial justice don't seem to forge much lasting change for black and brown communities as the flame of racialized violence grows ever higher. Some of us may find ourselves responding out of previous trauma, as Judith Herman explains, with hyperarousal because we've seen that flame before, intrusion as memories of being burned overwhelm us, and constriction in hopes that we can protect ourselves from the fire harming us again. Some among us have been forced to jump the candlestick so many times that to try that stunt again is more than we can bear. Being a nimble community seminary means that we adapt our actions and words to protect and honor the most vulnerable among us and to discern what is feeding the flame that had to be jumped in the first place. This, I believe, is Proverbs 2, understanding righteousness, justice, and equity. As I invite our seminary as a whole to take on this posture of nimbleness, it's for the purpose of God's mission of healing and restoration. This year, seminary may be a place where you need to stay far from the flame. And for you, I pray, this will be like a canopy where you can find rest for your soul. For others, this may be just the right moment for you to jump and move beyond something that has been keeping you from thriving. For you, I pray you will be able to jump high and clear the candlestick with great joy and celebration. For all of us, I hope we will find ourselves as part of this community that gives and receives care, that gives and receives encouragement for every step of the journey. So welcome, all of you who are gathered here in the buildings and canopies of Eastern Mennonite Seminary, all those who will join us this week to grow and learn together. I pray our seminary will be nimble enough to create just the space you need to flourish this year.
Thank you, Sarah, for providing us both encouragement and challenge for what lies ahead. As we gather today, we come joyfully, celebrating what is about to begin. We also come with prayers that have been uttered in our hearts or out loud through the past several weeks as we see turmoil in our world. And it's important that we open this space to be able to pray for the world. So I invite you to turn in your Voices Together hymnal to number 996, or you can find it on the shared screen, for our prayers of the people. We will respond collectively where you see all or people, and those will be in bold print. Let us pray. Listening God, you hear our prayers before we speak, yet welcome our praying. Therefore, we come with confidence to lay our requests before you. We pray for Christians everywhere, for our denominations and congregations, for strength to persevere in faithfulness. We pray for the whole people of God. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for the nations of the world, for all leaders, and for those who make policy decisions. We pray for the well-being of our global community. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for the earth and all living creatures, for regions and species at risk, and for the sharing of resources. We pray for the wholeness of creation. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are overcome by violence, for victims of injustice or oppression, and for those in poverty or pain. We pray for all who need healing and peace. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for those who endure trials, for those who are dying, and for those who mourn. We pray for all in need of comfort and hope. God of grace, Hear our prayer. You have heard the prayers of your people, O God. We rest in the comfort of your care as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I also wish to introduce this morning our campus pastor, Kevin Clark, and he will come as he reads a prayer of blessing over us this morning. So we are here. This time of worship has marked a shift in seasonal rhythm and in the rhythm of our own lives. You could say this was an official crossing of the threshold 
into a certain kind of awareness, make, marking the beginning of a semester and the beginning of a journey of formation as we learn, as we discern, as we lead together. So as I offer this blessing, as it begins to unfold, I will be inviting persons to stand if you are in person, or simply raise your hand if you are online as a way to receive this blessing that was created by Reverend Courtney Joyner. And once you have stood, I invite you just to remain standing till we find ourselves all standing together. So pray with me. Creator God, you have made us for community with you and with each other. As we enter this new academic year with hopes for being among one another in this community here at Eastern Mennonite Seminary, pour out your spirit upon us that we may reflect you in this place. Grant your blessing to those here gathered today and those who are not present but identify with this community. Invite new students who are among us to please stand. All new students, whether you're seminary or undergraduate. We now pray for new students. Calm their anxieties and grant them confidence to embark on this new journey. Bless them with new friends, new relationships, learning hearts, and learning minds. Returning students, please stand. We pray now for you, returning students. May Spirit enable each of you to build on the journey from the years past. May you be blessed with joy for the learnings that lie ahead as you are formed in Christ. Online students, pray now for those who participate in class online. Spirit, encourage them to seek connections in new ways and for us to seek them as a learning community together. Bless them with eagerness for a journey that begins or continues in unexpected ways. And for you in-person students as you are present here or at this moment online, we pray now for you who are gathered for in-person learning. Spirit, give them patience for health protocols and hybrid models that bring those from far away into their midst. Bless them with gratitude for the measures that allow all of us to gather together. Faculty and staff, would you please stand? Spirit, motivate each and every one of them to embrace a community that interacts in different ways than in years past. Bless them 
with rich interaction with these new and returning students and each other. And that in the varied ways we gather together in community, may they sense your presence. And then there are guests, former faculty and others. We pray now for their larger university and community. Guide each and every one of us to seek your ways above all things. Bless us with wholeness found in a common vision and awareness of your present. And so, great spirit, enliven us to be nimble in the going forth into this day, committed to the blessed community that is our inheritance in you. Amen. Be seated. So I let you rest for a little bit, but let's stand back up now. Uh, and let's um, <clears throat> send each other out with number 549, Be Thou My Vision.
Just a quick word about the rhythm of our worship life here this fall semester. We will gather here in Martin Chapel every Tuesday at 11 a.m. On Thursdays, you can look for an e-chapel or e-prayer service that will be delivered to your email inbox Thursday mornings. So let us now go into the day encouraged, enlivened, and sent forth to be God's presence in this world. Go in peace. Amen.